man, oh man, don't you love this intro? Don't get married to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is one from my previous show uh, that I may repurpose for another project I'll be doing, but will not be the intro for this show moving forward. I might use it one or two other times, but while you are here, make sure to enjoy it because it's a wonderful intro. I just love it. Every time someone bob my head, be like, mm-hmm, Halle Bear, mm-hmm, uh-huh, you know, just, just, just go off. But anyways, welcome to the Sports Ethos Charlotte Hornets podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. Follow me on Twitter, at CorbinNBA. As I mentioned, this is a Sports Ethos presentation, so check out Sports Ethos on Twitter, at Sports Ethos online sportsethos.com a lot of great content there literally everything you're looking for whether you're talking about basketball baseball football gambling um fantasy disc golf yep i said a disc golf you want it they have it so check them out on twitter at sportsethos online sportsethos.com now listen y'all this is the second episode of the Sports Ethos Charlotte Hornets podcast, and it is interesting, okay? And and when I say it's interesting, I mean it's not great for Charlotte. We're going to run through some key stats here. I'm going to start every show with this up through the offseason. But right now, the Charlotte Hornets are at 20 and 45. As I'm recording, they're actually down by 30 in Brooklyn against the Brooklyn Nets. So it's about to be 20 and 46, dead last in the Eastern Conference. Um, they lost their last game by 11 to Orlando, 117 to 106. Um, they are just at the bottom of the barrel in everything. Uh, they are dead last in offensive rating at 109.8. They are 22nd in defensive rating at 115.6. And they are 27th in net rating at negative 5.8. And LaMelo Ball has been out um, and has been ruled out now for the season after suffering an injury that didn't look that bad when it happened, but ended up being a fractured right ankle. Um, he said he heard a pop. It was a scary non-contact injury. It looked bad, but didn't look, I didn't think, for the year. Um, definitely didn't think of fracture, but he did fracture. And fortunately, this happened um, last week, early last week on Monday against the Detroit Pistons. So... That's really the news for Charlotte. It's not been great for the Hornets. Listen, anytime you lose a member of your starting five, like, that's an issue, right? Whether it was uh, Mason Plumlee being gone and you having that lack of playmaking from your five spot for the Hornets. Whether it be Terry Rozier, you know, being ruled out for whatever instance. Kelly Oubre and the energy he provided, the ability to, you know, give some lineup flexibility across both wing spots. You know, that was something that the Hornets have been without. And now you're without a guy like LaMelo Ball, a guy who is a dynamic score, but also is good at creating high-quality looks for other players. A guy who the offense literally runs through. It, it, it's it's a bad loss. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. It's rough. Um, and the Hornets have just plummeted since he's been down. Uh, if you look at their Wednesday loss last week against the Suns, the Hornets start off 0 for 8 with a pair of turnovers and didn't score their first points of the game until nearly five minutes in. Now, yes, this is a Phoenix Suns team with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and obviously I'm bearing the lead here, Kevin Durant, and they have good defensive players. Josh Okoge is there. You know, other guys can definitely make it hard for teams to score in general. 
But come on now. That's horrific, right? As a team, the Hornets, that game shot just 36% from the floor, 32-488 from the field, and 27% from three-point range, just 9 of 33. It is rough, and this is what the Hornets have to adjust with now. It's, okay, you know that you're without the services of your best player. It's been a long season where you've had to endure the loss of Ball for a little bit of time. He's been out with a variety of injuries this season. It's been a snake bit year for the Charlotte Hornets. Looking back to the offseason and the whole mess that surrounded Miles Bridges and the fact that the Hornets didn't really make any significant roster moves and look at the way the season started and LaMelo being out and injuries up and down. and like It's been a year from H-E double hockey sticks for the Charlotte Hornets. There's no way around it. But with 20 games left in the season, at this point, aside from, you know, looking at now, it's important to look ahead. And there's two things to look ahead to. One, we'll get down to in future shows, I'm actually excited to do this, is the draft and possible fits for uh, the Charlotte Hornets, um, looking at players that will be good fits for them because right now they are in prime position for one of the top spots in the draft, whether that is for a player like Victor Wiminyama or a player like Scoot Henderson, maybe one of the Thompson twins, Cam Whitmore, Nick Smith, Keontae George. I can go on and on. I love this draft. I love being able to evaluate the draft a little more this season, and I'm excited to look at the potential fits of players that are going to find their way in Charlotte, potentially. But that's that's for the future. The looking ahead right now is, is the more immediate short term, and that's who is going to replace LaMelo Ball's production in the backcourt. Right now, there's not a whole lot there. Dennis Smith Jr. has been a revelation this season. I really think he should get more loved as most improved. It's not going to happen. His numbers don't really pop off the page in that way. But if you look at what he's done since being given the shot, you know, again, in the NBA, finding his way back, eight points per game, four and a half assists, 2.8 rebounds, still can't shoot for anything really, just 42% from the field, 21% from three, but he's able to get after defensively. He's been able to bring his energy to the forefront, and I think he's someone that can at least get the Hornets into their offense, right? Whatever you want to call that, right? So he's someone that's going to be there. Also, um, we've seen Coach Steve Clifford roll with Kelly Oubre at the two and have Smith coming off the bench. Um, Teo Maladon has gotten more time as well, so that's something to consider there. Uh, But it's definitely been an issue for Charlotte because their backcourt doesn't have a whole lot of punch. I mean, their offense doesn't have a whole lot of punch. So in general, it's not super great. But in the specific, like focusing on that backcourt, there's not a whole lot there going on. Your options are, dare I say, relatively limited there. Um, So you are looking at whatever Dennis Smith can provide. You know, you're hoping that he can bring a little bit more. You're looking at Terry Rozier, of course, who, as I'm recording right now, is 2 for 11 right now. Not super great. And he has an outsized offensive role, being having to both score the ball and be one of your consistent scores and also help assume point guard duties. And remember, when Terry first came to Charlotte, going on five seasons ago, that is the role he was slotted in as the point guard, as the heir apparent to Kemba Walker. Um, then, of course, Devontae Graham came on. You know, we found out that Terry was better as a combo guard, slid over to the two, and it worked out better. But right now, he's having to take more of a responsibility as well at that spot. So that is the conundrum for Charlotte. And, and there is so much more. Right now, it's just very, very bleak. Um, if there's any optimism, any, I think that you can look and see 
that Mark Williams has really come on over the last, I would say, post-All-Star break, over the last 15-plus games, getting having gotten more of an op- opportunity, you can definitely feel pleased with the production that Mark Williams has brought to the table. Um, he's been getting uh, between 15 and 30 minutes over the last 12 games for the season so far, 8.4 points, 6.4 rebounds, 63% from the field. So that's a bright spot to look at too. Also, although injuries have been an issue, um, that's not a plus. Let me let me phrase this better. It's a positive in the sense that, yeah, the Hornets have sucked, but they've been without one of their five best players for almost the entire season. There is something to be said for where they would be had LaMelo Ball been healthy all year. That still would not be a very good team. The loss of Miles Bridges and no replacement in line was rough. For as scummy of a person as he is off the court, what he did bring to the basketball court in terms of being able to be a secondary option who could, you know, take the main role as an offensive hub as far as a play finisher, someone who brought rebounding, you know, someone who could play off of LaMelo as well. Like, that was something that, the Hornets didn't even attempt to replace. I, I think they had some misguided hope that they were going to get Bridges back or something. Like, who knows about all of that? But the point being is they never made an attempt properly to replace that production. P.J. Washington, as solid of a player as he is at, at times, um, he's just not that guy. And, you know, then, you know, we saw the offseason fire set losing Jaden McDaniels losing Jalen McDaniel, excuse me, losing um, Mason Plumlee that the Hornets decided to go in, in the direction they decided to go. But it's just, it's not been great. It's just not been great. Um, Gordon Hayward right now being being paid $30 million a year and not really doing a whole lot with that. Not great, you know? Um, it's just... It, it, it's 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 been rough. It, it's been bloody awful, right? There's there's no way to go around it. it. It's been the worst. So we'll 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 see. Kind of moving forward, what else to say about this Hornets team? This is me attempting to kind of sum up where we are right now because they're not in a good place, and there's no kind of nice way of saying that. There's no sugarcoating necessary. Um, they're just they're just not right. Um, but aside from that, there's a little more news uh, I do want to share. Just some news notes and nuggets. This is actually from HoopRumors.com, and this was just some Hornets notes around um, some several key players, uh, some of which we already talked about, which was about the loss of LaMelo Ball and how um, Steve Clifford said that's important, that we understand that once you have a way to play, you've got to commit to that. From now to the end of the year, we're not going to be scoring 135 a night anymore. We'll play a lot better than the way they played in their loss to Detroit um, offensively, but we've got to defend, rebound, and be low turnover every night. And so far, uh, that's not worked out very well. Uh, hopefully it will, but it hasn't. Uh, as of right now, we said the Dennis Smith Jr. has come off the bench. That's because Kelly Oubre has slid over to the backcourt after playing the three, and Terry Rozier has reclaimed his starting uh, point guard spot, sliding over from the two. And Dennis Smith Jr., uh, you know, he put out a quote and and he um and I want to read this out real quick because it just shows his perspective on where he's been. He said, I was out of the league because I got waived because of injury and I couldn't play for the rest of the season. And going into the summer I didn't have a deal or anything in place. So everybody was like, Oh, he can't play. He's not an NBA player. 
this, that, and the third. It didn't really mean much to me when they were saying that because I know who I am, but to be able to come in and prove the people that believe in me right, I think that means a lot, and it most certainly has. So definitely want to give a, spot to, um, a shout out to um, Dennis Smith for that. Uh, aside from that, just other random news, Bryson McGowan's had his two-way contract converted to a, sta- a standard deal this past week, um, but his play hasn't actually matched up with the promotion. And this is something you could read. Roderick Boone read, wrote a great article in the Charlotte Observer, um, basically saying that McGowan's opted for extra practice time after Friday's game, in which he misfired badly on two of his three shot attempts. He said, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the rookie wall. I would say it's just getting back to the basics and the stretch that I had in midseason. Just getting back to that, staying confident. I feel like these past couple of games, it wasn't there, and I feel that. End quote. Also, little 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 note on uh, the Hornets Nest podcast. Uh, Gordon Hayward was a, a guest on that show, and he said that his time with the franchise could be characterized as unlucky. He said the child has been played by numerous injuries since he's been traded there, and that's true. But let's not forget, a lot of those injuries have been sustained by none other than Gordon Hayward. And this was something that a lot of people, myself included, were not high on in terms of the contract that the Hornets bestowed upon Hayward. He had been injury-riddled in Boston. This was nothing new. And he just, for better or worse, brought the same consistent um, miss, miss time over to Charlotte that he had had before. Like, there was nothing different in that. And that's just one of those things. It was unfortunate, but it was just that. He's missed at least 20 games a season. Every season. And it's like, where do you kind of go with that, you know? So, that's just something I thought was definitely interesting. um, For sure. And there is one more note to bring out. PJ Washington had missed his last four games with an injury. He had had a foot injury, uh, but he has been back. Uh, As we're recording, um, he is playing against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Six points, three rebounds, two assists, two of seven from the field. Um, Unfortunately, like I said, this Charlotte Hornets team is just, talent-wise, they're just not there, right? Uh, As I'm signing off here, we're getting ready to there, down 47-79, uh, this is actually the first show I've done, like, talking about a game as it's being played. Normally, we are going to get more to some post-game recaps and the like, but I'm just going to run through the list of scores and, 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 and production leaders. Right now, your leading score for the Charlotte Hornets, and one I think will hold through the rest of the game, is Kelly Oubre. He has 14 points and 4 rebounds. After that, you have 8 points and 7 rebounds for Mark Williams, who, again, is continuing a strong level of play. Uh, you have six points apiece for both Gordon Hayward and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, you have four points, two rebounds, and two assists for Terry Rozier. Four assists for Dennis Smith Jr. to lead the Hornets. Uh, and in Brooklyn right now, Mikel Bridges already has 28 points. Spencer Dimity has 15. Nick Claxton has six points and 12 rebounds. Nine points for Cameron Johnson. Nine points for Joe Harris. Four points for Cam Thomas. Uh, the Nets are just having what they want on the offensive end of the floor. And, you know, again, this is what it's going to be against Charlotte for now. Right now, for Charlotte, it's about instilling good habits, looking to the future, and looking to the draft in the offseason. And that's something we decided to say we're going to be doing here on the Sports Ethos Charlotte Horns podcast. We're still going to be mixing in some player outlooks, player spotlights. I'm definitely going to focus in on players during the week, see how they're playing, good, bad, and different. That's going to be something that will be 
um, exciting to do just from a player development standpoint. Uh, and we're also going to be doing some game recaps as well, um, particularly some engaging games. I might come on and do a quick five, ten minute recap of, you know, a win or a loss against a certain opponent. What I liked, what I didn't like, all of that. But it's going to be interesting to kind of look, do some tankathon, uh, mock drafts, do some Hornet-specific big boards, things of that nature. Um, as we get into the offseason, go back into, you know, the time machine and look at some classic Charlotte Hornets players, Charlotte Hornets teams, all of that. It's going to get to the fun stuff here because right now, this season is not very fun. I think we can all admit that. But it won't be this way for all, for long, y'all. Like, this is not how it's going to be. At least it won't be this way on this show. We're going to have some fun here. I'm going to do my best to make you laugh, hopefully. Definitely try to entertain you. Maybe teach you a thing or two. It's going to be great. Going to get some good guests. I'm excited about the potential of where this show is going to go. And so excited to have each and every one of you listening on. So want to take this time to thank you, the listener. Could have chose any show. Definitely appreciate you coming and choosing this one. Always, it's love here on this end. Want to thank y'all again for the time. Want to say check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, SportsEthos.com. Everything you're looking for. Like I said, basketball, baseball, football, gambling, fantasy, disc golf. You want it, they have it. Check them out on Twitter at SportsEthosOnline, SportsEthos.com. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA if you are so inclined. I would definitely appreciate it. One more time on Twitter at C-O-R-B-A-N-N-B-A. You can also follow me there on Instagram. Not so active over there, but you could look if you want to. But thank y'all again. Until next time, y'all, I am Frosty. Y'all stay frosty. And as always on this show, go Hornets.